Okay, bro. All right. And y'all too. I love. I, I, I didn't. Show. I love how your hair's being done. Say it again, Justin. I love how your hair is being done during this video. <laughs> well, I'm I'm about to go out with Jeremiah and them. Like I'm gonna try to because I need to be getting ready for Sunday school for Sunday. But um, yeah, man, I just I'm trying to get ready for the wedding too. So I'm just trying to do a lot right now. Terry, did you say something? No, I'm just saying that you know um, you're trying to look good for the video. I get it. <laughs> and he's always trying to look good. Handsome over there. We were on the trip, and we I asked, "Hey, you want a picture with the bear?" He said, "Oh, I don't have the right shirt on or something." And the bear left. Right. <laughs> Man, we got us a pretty boy on our hands. Yeah. Hey, Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. I, you know, if you got if you, if you got it, flown it, man. Yeah. Hey, when that bear was there, I did want a photo though, like you and your brother got. That. Y'all got some good and, photos. All right. Man. Live. Yeah. But all right, yeah. Let's go ahead and get to it, man. Hey, everybody. Oh, dang, it's been a minute. Uh, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Also, welcome back to uh, Justin Lee's Howells YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs. And welcome back to Terry's YouTube channel as well, uh, Terry Phillips. So you guys make sure to subscribe to all these uh, social media platforms. Make sure to befriend Justin on his Facebook page, Justin Lee Howell, and Terry on his Facebook page with his wife, uh, Lily Phillips. And then also, uh, here goes all my social media pages. You know, subscribe, like, comment, share, especially if this video blessed you. I know it will. Uh, and make sure to watch all our videos on our Facebook and YouTube pages and everything like that. All right, but let's get to today's video. All right, so I'm in a process where I'm going through ministerial training in the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And on Saturday, I had a class. It's called Intro to Bible. And the person that led the class said a lot of like stuff that just was really confrontational and debatable and really off wall. Like <laughs> our whole point about it, doing what she was doing was trying to reach everybody. And, but my thing is when you try to reach everybody, you're not going to reach anybody. Right. That's, that's how I feel. So like she was trying so much to reach everybody that she was saying some outlandish stuff that would divide everybody. Like, especially the people that's already in there. So, like, in the Emmy Church, uh, I'm not going to say anybody's name or anything like that, but basically in the Emmy Church, a lot of people in the leadership positions, they keep on saying Mother God. They keep on, in prayer, they'd be like, Mother God, Mother, Father. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, they put, and they say that God's bigger than gender. You know, God's bigger than just Father, right? So, they're starting to say Mother and everything like that. So, I want to get Jeremiah. I want to get Justin's and Terry's opinion about that because I got a lot to say about that, and that's the thing. I didn't get to say it during the class because the professor really felt like they were right about everything, and they only their opinion mattered. So it was, it just wasn't the time or the place. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you guys say what you guys want to say. But yeah, they just kept on. She just they kept on saying mother God, mother, mother, and all everything. <laughs> I can keep on going. <laughs> Before we start, start does he, are you gonna be in trouble for this? No, no, they don't. They don't have no. This, they have okay. no jurisdiction on social media pages at all. Before we dive into the mother God part, I, 
I do agree with what you said if you don't reach anyone. I think that's a very common thing with modern Christianity is some or water down Jesus um, just so people will accept it more, which I think is because then if you're, you're loosening up Jesus, you're loosening up his teachings that he had. So that's, I, yeah, I definitely don't agree with, with that. Jesus and God, biblically, are very bold in, in their sayings. And we talked about this before, before, and our statements are, like, very forthright. Like, when Jesus said, um, eat of my body and drink of my blood, man, he lost a lot of people through that. But to him, losing or gaining people is about spreading the truth and bringing in the proper is very dangerous to add to scripture or to modify scripture. To- yeah. Terry, did you have anything? Well, you know, it just really come down to, you know, it's, it's a perversion, you know, um, God is always referred to in the male sense all throughout the Bible. And um, it, the Bible clearly states that God created man first. And, you know, always refers to God in the manly sense, you know, but to me, it's, it's really irrelevant because when we're in the spirit, you know, we're going to have the male identity, obviously for men and women, but, you know, we're really sexless. I mean, spirits don't have a specific gender. So, so to say, but, but we're going to know our gender, you know, but I guess really the focus of this whole thing is that's what Satan does. He perverts everything. If we're spending so much time, you know, anything, anything that puts God in a feminine sense is promoting feminism because God is the all authority. And if I start calling him a fem, you know, in the female sense, then I'm saying that the female uh, sense rules that because God is all authority. And if I call him a feminine uh, in a a feminine term, then I'm referring to feminism. I'm saying that feminism rules over man. That is anti-Bible. That is anything that that the Bible has ever taught is is anti. And I'm not and and I don't want to get, you know, bashed by people on my my channels, you know, and and say, well, you're you know, you're anti, you know, feminine. No, I'm not. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with I believe that women have their roles. But I also believe that women should have a covering, you know, and that's basically just anti-Bible all the way around because you're saying that, you know, the female is my covering. And that's just it's so anti-Bible. It just it's just it's obviously not right. And we spend so much time focusing on gender that we forget all about the good news of the gospel. We need to be teaching people how to tap into the power of God. I wonder how many of those people that cry out and call God Mother God. I wonder how many of those people were actually seeing miracles. Yeah. Because Mark 16 says, these signs shall follow them that believe. And then he, he gives you a whole list of things that we should be seeing. And then it says in the very last part of that same chapter of Mark 16, it says, these signs, you know, being confirmed. You know, the word is being confirmed by signs following. My question to you is that are all out there and praying to mother God. Do you believe that God is honoring that? And how is God confirming that in your life? Because, you know, it's really crazy how many people pray these prayers 
and they're seeing no results. God honors structure. He honors his word. He honors the way that he set forth the right of the family. And, and, you know, 1 Corinthians 11, it says that he has laid out the hierarchy. God the Father, God the Son, the man, the woman, the children. You know, it, there's a structure of how the anointing flows. We get so caught up in name and gender that we forget all about the anointing. Mm. We forget all about the good news of the gospel. We forget all about the power of God working in our life. How many of you out there are praying to Mother God? How many of you are actually seeing miracles? That's what. That's my question. Well, how many of y'all are out there seeing miracles? And how many of you, um, really in the in that in the in the core of who you are, really believe that God is a feminine? That God is in in, in the feminine sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody does. Anybody has any any heart for God would know that's not the case. Yeah, not that it's wrong. Not that it's wrong. Yeah. Not that, you know, I, I just believe we get so focused on the gender of God that we forget all about who God is. Yeah, the whole point of them, my teacher doing that was, she was they were trying to paint the picture that. Women. You know, her whole point was trying to reach everybody, right? So she's, they asked the question, like, what if you're in, a person's in a congregation that you're preaching to and they've been raped by men, they can't stand men just because every man that's been in their lives hurted them. So like yeah. saying Father God could be offensive. So just saying Mother God would be uh-huh. better. But then also, if you, the her whole their whole point was trying to reach everybody, right? That's what my teacher was trying to hone in. But if you say Mother God, who are you dividing then? Like who are you reaching then? Like because you're narrowing you're narrowing it down. Because like my thing is, uh, I said earlier when you try to reach everybody, you end up reaching nobody. Because if you right. try to narrow the message to something. It's going to always be somebody else that's offended. So no matter what you do, no matter what you say, I don't care what direction you go in, pe- there's going to be people that are offended. And especially in today's time period, everybody's sensitive. The word offends people, man. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it since the beginning of time. Yeah. But in the day's time period, especially, like we are the most sensitive generation ever. Everybody wants their opinion. Everybody oh, wants to man. see what they want to see. Like, you know, uh, a good example like growing up, we didn't see as much, you know, homosexuality on television as we do now. And then I still remember the first time I saw it, like on TV. It like we had to get used to it. You know what I mean? Like they're easily trying to. You guys get what I'm saying? Say so. Like everything my teacher was saying, really, they were she was re- really forcing it down our throats. Like do this, that, that, that. This is what it is. Like when that's not that's not faith. That's, that's not religion. Not God. You know, that's like not God. If I have to force it, that's not God. The devil forces. God is a gentleman. God, God is a still small voice. God is speaking, and He expects for you to listen. You know, we have to take. It takes work. It takes discipline. It takes a heart bent toward heaven to really get in deep with God, where you're hearing His voice. Right. If something is being forceful and condemning and judgmental and destructive. And promoting anything that's contrary to what the word says is not of God. Look out, baby. Look out. Yeah. Justin, were you going to say something? Yeah. Do you think there's a certain sympathy like we offer to um, any women? who That is a mutilation of the responsibility that God has given us. Like we were supposed to. But men have abused that power like because the devil mutilates anything they buy abusing that power. So I do feel some sympathy towards women who have been wronged in anything. That should be a recognition.
definition that God is better than any relationship with a man that earth has to offer as well. If anything, having a father and God is special because then every relationship with any man just does not come. I like how, I do like what Terry was saying that it's less about pushing your own agenda. Interestingly enough, I do agree with first wave that it was trying to give women certain rights or go for equality. Nowadays, though, I forgot the second or third wave of feminism. Now it's about turning men down for their own agenda to an equal spot. It's about tearing men down so then um, there can be as well. And I almost feel like that's what this is going towards as well, of like the title of God, God as the Father um, by claiming that he's a mother instead. I do agree with one thing that your teacher had said is God is above gender. Like he's above of any comprehension that we have of that. Uh, There's a movie called The Shack in the book called The Shack where God, um, the man, is like a woman just because that's what he needed at the time. But then he showed himself as a Yeah. I do think there, I mean, I mean heck, he, he showed himself to Moses. That seemed to have the problem with that. I, I do, I do is taking away from um, life and the message that God is trying to, trying to provide by nitpicking on, on oh what that's 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 not what the Bible is trying to, to represent though that's trying to push you that's like gosh there's so many movements nowadays political social start out with like a well-meaning thing but really it's because it's crazy created by man. It's flawed. It's trying to push their own morals. But that's not the morals that God is trying to push. He's not trying to push a father or a mother or trying to force it down each other's throats. He's trying to be a better relationship that anyone can ever hope on earth. And like we don't need to distract from that by looking into logistics of things, in my opinion. Exactly, yeah. And that's that's my biggest thing too. You know how in the Bible it says, "Don't add to the word, don't subtract to the word, don't mm-hmm. don't twist it into what you want it to be." I right. feel like when somebody says "Mother God," if you can't say where it is in the Bible, like I understand it says like a bird, like an eagle, like a mother eagle protects its you know its uh, nest, its uh, its kids, right? Like it says like though, right? It don't say like God. Is a woman though, like you don't straight out say that. If it did, then we can have that conversation, right? So, yeah. and then also, that's like I was saying, it's adding to the word. So, if you do that, what are you doing? That's a false prophet or a false teacher. You shouldn't do that. So, that's my question. I was going, I need to ask them. Like, do you don't you think that's adding to the word? Because where is yeah. it? If you can't prove it, it is. You shouldn't be doing I've, it. I've actually interacted with a group of people that you're talking about. Sean, but it's still like the same thing. They try to represent the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They try to represent as like four. The Father, Mother, they try to... I asked them, like, where in the Bible is that? And they 
were trying to show these ironic that we're going through about, about how heaven is being shown as a bride and they were child God there's actually a father and a mother but that's like twisting the Bible to interpret it man we do that we weaponize Bible verses so often as well it really defines like God is the father and that could be like that can mean different ways as well like a lot of kids, we just need like, like that type of leadership not dominance that's a completely different thing that a lot of us need in a father as well that's not taking away roles of identifying different roles of a man and a woman and i don't know we in today's age of of trying to seek equality we're trying the roles and the morals and the equality that god has already yeah, that's my biggest thing. I want to talk. I'm gonna talk about my teacher. I'm just praying on how will I talk about it. You want just you ask want you ask. Very uh, what do you say? I, you I would me? just basically. I mean, I would just ask her what what's your motivation and and you know how is this exalting God? How is this exalting the church? How is this building people into finding Jesus and developing a relationship with Him? You know, and you know, hurt. Listen. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And hurt people mm-hmm. have agendas that they could try to co-sign for God, but God's got nothing to do with it. And mm-hmm. I believe that's what this is. I mean, she's probably got some place in her in her past, or even if it was recent past, where she's mm-hmm. been hurt by somebody. And now her agenda is because she has a platform, and now she's using that platform to be able to preach feminism i mean because at the end of the day you can you can paint it any color you want put any pretty bow you want on it it's still feminism yeah and that's my biggest thing you can't you know how everybody wants the bible to change with the culture that's literally what this is is like you know the bible doesn't change god never changes he's saying yesterday today and forever right so just trying to make him into a transgender essentially that's what you're doing he's he's just saying i mean i understand that God's bigger than a gender. I I agree. And he's gender neutral. Okay. But just to up front say mother God, like in prayer, like the Lord's prayer says, heavenly father. It doesn't say heavenly mother. Jesus was a man. Yep. And that's that's the biggest thing. God speaks through creation. That's what we've been honing in on, on, my, on our YouTube channel and all of our Bible studies like crazy, right? God speaks through creation. There's a reason why Jesus was a man. Because he is God, right? And then yeah. another thing is too, uh, she they cut me off when I was talking, and I only got like fifteen to thirty seconds to respond to any question that my teacher asked me. They never give me time to answer, right? So like I started off saying, you know, there's a reason why Adam was created first, but there's another creation story that says Adam and Eve was made at the same time. What but story? I don't know. I, I really don't. So like, what Bible is that? I don't. I, I don't know. So like, but that's my thing. Like in the Bible, if we read and put it all together, just like Terry brought up earlier with First Corinthians 11, like the, the man's the head, Ephesians 5, the man's the head, right? We're supposed to be like Christ, right? So, and then the woman's the church, right? There's a reason you don't flip the role. Like that's flipping the roles. You know it's what I'm saying? <laughs> I, do, I do like what, uh, Terry was saying though, like that. It's now she has a 
platform. I do think it's good that we show. Man, we're going to come across some as well. Um, I do think we should have sympathy. I do think we should. Add, it's kind of like what Terry was talking about, like, like learning about other religions. I think it's good to understand. Like you can respect them, but sympathy and respect only go so far. Change the Bible, or you don't change. You don't change your moral compass needs. Like we do have to. Like we do have to stand very firm on like what the Bible teaches. I do like how Terry pointed out like she probably was hurt somewhere along because like who Yeah. Yeah. Terry, did you have something? No, nah, I just want to know what her agenda is in teaching something that's really doesn't produce any kind of I mean what's the benefit of it? I mean how does it benefit me? How does it benefit me as a Christian to call God, you know, Mother God? Mm-hmm. What what is the whole purpose of that? What is the underlying root that that you're teaching that kind of stuff it's it's to promote your agenda and it's to promote feminism you know and i'm all about equality i'm all about women doing whatever and and i'll tell you why because the the men have dropped the ball yeah men have dropped the ball see the the reason that this is even going on is really our fault right because most of us have dropped the ball and you know the majority of the church is women i don't know the statistics i'm pretty sure it's like 55 to 65 percent i it's probably crazier than that but most of every church has more women than men yeah and you know the other thing is too it's it's called it's justifying mm-hmm. it, it's minimizing rational rationalizing and justifying she is teaching this because she has an underlying she wants to justify women being in positions of authority over men she wants to justify her agenda so because she has, you know, one of the things that we have to remember as ministers of the gospel, listen to what I'm going to say, whatever's on us gets on them. So if we're full of junk, junk's going to go back on people. Mm-hmm. And that's why God holds us to a higher level. And that's why God holds the, minister, the ministers of the gospel to a higher level, because if we're living all foul, that's going to get on people. And it's not fair to them. Yeah. And just because you hurt and you get a platform and you use it for that, that to, that to me is unacceptable. I mean, I would, I, if I was in a church leadership position, you'd be sitting down quick, baby. I don't care what your position is. We, shoot, I'd be fighting to get you to sit to sit you down. But I also want to make it clear, I'm not promoting, you know, um, male domination either, because that's not that's not what what Christ was. Christ was an example to the people, man. Yeah. And that's our job as men. Our job is to serve our families. It's not to master over anybody. It's to be a servant to our families. He said, he who is greatest among you must be servant of all. You know, and I'm all for women being in leadership roles as long as they have the covering that God demands from a man. I believe, I believe that women can preach. I believe what, and I know a lot of people ain't going to believe this. There's going to be a lot of people out there and say, oh, man, you're crazy. Okay, whatever. But I've, I have seen women get behind the pulpit and preach and the anointing fall in that room. Let me tell you something. If God had a problem with that, do you think he's going to show up and show out in the service? If he had a problem with some woman preaching? I've seen miracles fall into a room. I've seen people get saved. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get delivered through the voice of a female. 
Now, what does that mean? That means that God honored that. Yeah. God honored that. If he didn't honor, he wouldn't have showed up. Nothing would have happened. Just would have been stale, dry air. But the fact that he showed up says he was pleased with what he saw. So I'm not against the female people being in a position of being able to minister to people because I believe everybody's story is relevant. And there's certain stories that they have that can't help nobody, but, but the people that, you know, that God has ordained for them to help. But at the same time, there's a structure set, you know, Joyce Meyer, one of the greatest female preachers I know, you know, her husband is, is Dave Meyer. And he covers her. He's at every service. He's there with her in her ministry. God uses her, but her covering is her husband, David. And there's a structure and God honors that. Because God is using her voice to reach the people that only Joyce can reach. No one else can. And he's using David as the covering for his wife because that's how the anointing flows, mm -hmm. you know, and anything that's going to promote me away from the word, away from calling God my father, because that's who he is. He's a father. And why is that? Why is that important? Because fathers represent authority. They represent stability, safety. Um, provision, you know, in, in the family structure, women were basically the, the homebodies. They were, they were designed to take care of the family, to take care of the household stuff. Men were designed to go out, win the, win the money and take care of their families. But because, because men have taken the role of a woman and have gone out and let now the women have to go out because, you know, they got kids feed, they're starving. So they got to go out and take responsibility on their own and go out and do all this stuff, you know. And so now women get, you know, get into a position of authority. And, and that's, you know, it, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that women can't work. I'm not saying women can't be in the church. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is because men have dropped the ball, women feel like they're entitled to do this. What I am saying is that men need to be men. And women need to be women. Right. And I'm not going to ever call God a woman because God God is not a woman. He is authority. He is provision. And he is my provider. And mm -hmm. he is everything that I need. And and, and it's a him, not a her. Yeah. And I, I, I want to hone in on that. Justin, I'll let you go after this. But, like, you know how we said God's bigger than gender, right? Yeah. And everybody agrees with that. But... Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to call him father because that's what we see in the Bible. And that's what a father is, right? Like, that's the biggest picture. Like, I understand people have bad fathers and people go through awful stuff with man, right? And then we, a lot of people's picture of a father is tainted. But that's not God. So you can't – God's a good father. Mm -hmm. He's the greatest gentleman ever. Like, he's the greatest father ever. Like, that was, everybody – that's why it's so important to know the word, man. I, one of my favorite things Jesus said was, is like – you know, I'm not some God isn't somebody who, when his child asks for uh, a, a piece of bread, he's gonna give him a stone, or if his son asks for a fish, he's the, the he's gonna give him a snake. Like he, he said, even an earthly father wouldn't do that. Even the most wickedest father on earth wouldn't do that to his son if he loves his son, right? So why would God do that? Like it says that God's a good father, right? So and it, how many times does it say father in the Bible? Father, 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 like. It never says mother. So you're just twisting the Bible to be what you want it to be. And honestly, 
you could really do that with God. Like, I understand what they're doing. You could do that with God, make God to be what you want him to be, if that's what you need. But it, it's, it comes, just that statement right along, right there, this, just, you, you don't go too far with it, right? You don't run with it and make him into something else completely, right? I'm just saying God can be what you need him to be. But you don't make him into something he's not, right? You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, yeah. and it was just crazy, oh, yeah, yeah. man. And it wasn't just this teacher. It was it's a lot of people in leadership position in this denomination doing that, man. And Justin, you asked if I'll get in trouble for this. Man, if I do, okay, I don't care. Like my my plot quick be quiet. What are you doing now? Uh, you, you like um I forgot what I was saying. Justin, what are you gonna say? Um Yeah, I do like how Terry was saying like we do have kind of dropped the ball because not I did a Bible study with Proverbs 31. It was talking the mother of the qualities of finding a good, good woman, not like a flighty woman, but woman. And it listed off all these qualities that made a good woman. And like someone, honestly, there's not a lot of uh, great verses in the Old Testament. What's expected of like a good man? Like there are. But it's not like a whole chapter dedicated like Proverbs. 30. And I think I think I think we really have like a, us as men have like not taking up the response. So because of that, there's kind of a vacuum um, of just letting take over. And that's not a power thing. It's not like trying to dominate, but it's trying. To, so um, because like my my sister was. She enjoys her husband, like, opening the door or driving her or, like, picking the kid because of, like, um, that gives him a sense of power. But it's because he's, like, he enjoys that. And I think that's definitely needed in today's society. Because, um, like, a lot of times when people are kind or trying to, sometimes there's a bit of manipulation in there. But I feel like lost that sense of responsibility, that manhood, and I I've never thought about it. that. Creates a vacuum that allows women to feel entitled to leadership role, and that's not to say that they can't be leaders, like pastors and church groups. Because I have seen plenty of women like give do a better job at uh, teaching people than I have um, but, but it's, it's come down to a spiritual leadership though as well and like I don't think we can accept God if the men in our society nowadays are not exemplifying what it means to be a leader a spiritual leader or like a, a strong man that the Bible tries to represent It's so much. I like how Terry brought up First Corinthians eleven. Like that study, mm. Justin, you remember when we did it? Oh. Man. That study was so powerful. Like, biggest thing I learned from that study is you got to own who God made you to be. Like, and Come if on, we man. have to, if we have to own who God made us to be, what do you think God does? Like, God, you can't make God into something He's not. Like, in, in today's culture, everybody's going through an identity crisis, right? Everybody don't know who they are, what gender they want to be. Like some people are gender neutral. Like 
you know, like, you know, what I'm trying to say, like, there's people with two genders in one, or they just say, I don't want to be any gender. I'm gen- no gender at all. Like, you know, everybody wants to be something instead of what God made them to be. Like, mm. and you can't do that with God. You can't make God confused like man. He's not, right? It's, it, we have to go with what the Bible says. That's my biggest thing. Well, you can't make the Bible and add to it, subtract to it. You can't make it into something that's not there, right? Mm. So, yeah, like with that, First Corinthians 11, bro, like just when it talked about men, like men, you don't, well, it talked about women. It talked about how women came into the synagogue with bald heads and being loud and just trying to get attention. And they were really, Paul was just painting a picture, like that's not being a woman. Like you're being like the prostitutes, the adulterous women who are prostitutes and they, that's how they serve their guys. Like you don't do that in the Christian setting. And that's the problem. The women had all the freedom in the world in that church setting, just to give a great setting. They had all the freedom in the world to do whatever they want, but they didn't have that freedom in the world, right? But they had that freedom in the church. So if you didn't think you had freedom as a woman, you have all the freedom in the world as a woman in God's church, in God's family, in God's church. But for every every person created, we're called to play the role that we've been dealt, right? To play the part we've been dealt. You don't get to play any other part. Right. So if God made you a man, you got to be a man. You don't get an opportunity to be anything else. He made you a man. Same thing for a woman. You should want like, to be a man. Right. You should want to be. And so you can't make God into something that he ain't. He ain't. Like, I understand, like again, going back to that point, is God bigger than gender? Yeah. We don't. We, nobody's going to be able to see God even though. Right. So <laughs> let's just nip that in the foot now. So. He's <laughs> but to say and just say something crazy that's not in the Bible, like that's just going too far. Like. And and honestly, it's really a gray area because nobody's going to see God to know. But we know we know what God is from Jesus. Right. And just how he made us. Like, it's just too many examples in creation painting a picture of what God is because man was made in his image. Like, we can't take that out of the word. Was man not made in his image? That's the scripture verse. Like, we were made in his likeness. Like, same thing for Jesus. Jesus is God. So, like, it should clear up real quick what God is. Like Father God, look up all the Bible verses saying Father God. So, yeah, I, I'm just Justin. If I get in trouble for this, that's great. Because honestly, if I get in trouble for this, okay, I'm the one that gets in trouble. I ain't called God Mother. You know what? You know you what got, really bothered me. Hey, that really, what really troubles me is if why would you get in trouble, and why is she not getting in trouble promoting something that's anti-Bible? I want to clear something up though. It wasn't just her though. It, it was other people like people in leadership positions so i want to clear that up why is whoever is over this the superintendent whoever is over this denomination allowing this to take place so this thing goes deeper right and i I would be very if i was a a, a pastor in this denomination it kind of reminds me of what happened in the methodist denomination several years ago when they started promoting gay um ministers or gay pastors into the ministry um a few years ago and it literally caused a shakeup in the methodist church and a split so you know it could lead to that in this if it's not addressed properly by the leadership and the very same thing could happen in this you know i you know it, it really it really troubles me when leadership allows such travesties to happen in in ministry um, in a, in a specific, and I, I was an example of it myself. I mean, um, my, my leadership in, in the denomination that I was a part of really let me down hard. 
and they allowed uh, mm. they allowed some stuff to happen that just shocked me that they would even allow happen, and it caused me to leave mm. that denomination. And you know, but but I believe all things work together for good to those that love God and those that are the called according to His purpose. I believe that all things work together for good. And sometimes I, I'm gonna I'm gonna prophesy right now, and I'm gonna tell you that I believe that God is shaking the church. I believe that God is purging the church. I believe that se- that God is separating the wheat from the tear. I believe that God is 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 protecting the remnant from the multitudes. Mm. And I believe that God has got something special for the remnant that chooses to stay faithful mm. even in mm. the midst of opposition. And that means you, it means me, that means others that hear our voices tonight and they know that God's got something bigger for them. I don't want to keep just harping on the fact that feminism has its good points and bad points, Mm -hmm. but it's like anything else. It reminds me of Satan. When Satan was the archangel, um, no, not the archangel, the cherub angel in heaven, he was over all the worship of heaven. He had the greatest privilege to be able to lead the worship of God. But because of his pride and his ego that came in, he was he was cast out of heaven. And and he allowed himself to get pride and ego where he started to want to take the worship away from God instead of allowing that worship to go to where it's supposed to go and that's to God, the greatest of all. And and he was cast to the earth. Mm-hmm. Because of that, he was cast out of heaven. And it, it was one of the, the the biggest moments of history in the spirit when he was cast out of heaven because now you know now we can now we can discern what evil and right is and now we can discern what's righteous and what's not and then you know God says I will share my glory with no other person you know I'm God and I'm God all by myself and and I believe that God is shaking the church right now to determine who's part of the remnant and who's part of the multitudes. You know, if you're going to be, if you're going to put your focus in um, being a part of something that is um, anti-God, more power to you if that's what you want to do. But God is, is drawn a line in the sand and he says, you either choose me or you choose something else because anything that's of something else is of Satan. It's not of me. There's only two gods. There's only two forces, evil and good. Mm. And God is God of all. And you either, if you don't choose Jesus and you choose anything other than you're choosing Satan. And what that means for you is between you and God. It's not for me to judge you. I'm not here tonight to judge anybody. But I will tell you this. If you don't choose the gospel of Jesus Christ, you don't have a way in. And you can think about it any way you want to. You can try to figure it out on your own strength. But you're not going to get in. You're not going to get in because you're not good enough to get in. And when you start taking that worship away from God and putting it on somebody else, you are in idolatry and you are in rebellion. And you better check yourself. You better get a check up from the neck up, baby. Were you going to say something, Justin? I thought you were going to say you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that one even better. Were you going to say something? My, I'm wondering if Maya had... Cause Right now, we just have a bunch of men yelling about men. Does Maya have anything to say about all time? No, she's good. No, she's good. Okay, she's just good. checking. Uh, 
one of my last points I got is, man, you don't have to be the head in order to be important. Like, you don't need to, to your gender doesn't have to first to be known, like, to be important and vital. Like, that's my biggest thing with all this. Like, whatever God made you to be, like, everybody want to be Michael Jordan. But, and everybody wants to be the star and the superstar, right? But if God didn't call you to be that, you know what? Dennis Rodman is just as great as Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen is just as great as Michael Jordan. Matter of fact, Steve Kerr is just as great as Michael Jordan. You know why? Because he got all the rings too. So like, <laughs> like, like everybody has to play their role in the Christian faith. Like my thing is just be who God made you to be. Like you don't need to say what your gender is, what your struggle is. Like, you know, just me struggling with women. So, yeah, that's the sin that's okay to struggle with because I struggle with women, right? But not everybody has that struggle, right? So is it the biggest sin? Yeah, in my world, because I, I struggle with it, right? Well, it's probably not the biggest to me because, you know, I struggle with it. But you guys get what I'm saying. Like, everybody trying to rank something, you know, makes other people bigger than what they are and lesser than. And now they're trying to do it with God. Like, are you kidding me? Like, leave God alone. Like, just <laughs> What God said he is, he is. Like, he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? So, like, yeah, it's just so much with this, man. Like, I have so much to say. I ain't get to say I none really, of it. I really like what I think either you or Justin said it earlier. I mean, you really kind of summarized this whole thought in, in this whole this whole thing that we're talking about. You said that um, people are, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, but it's it's just – we need to get redirected. We need to get back to what's important. And that's the gospel. That's about Jesus. It's about promotion of the gospel. It's not about promotion of anything else, man. I mean, I would question you as my bishop, as my leader. What are you doing here? How can I submit to your authority when I can't even believe in your authority? I can't even trust that you are even hearing from the Lord. I can't submit myself to your authority if I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. If I can't believe that you should even be where you're at, because I don't even, I don't even know, you know, I don't know. And I'm going to tell you something, man. And this is directed at whoever it's directed to, man. You need to stop hurting people, man. You need to stop hurting people. Initiative, because obviously your leadership has no clue about even what they're doing. And you need to take the responsibility of setting yourself down because that's shenanigans what you're doing. You're hurting people by teaching them anything that's false of the gospel. Shame on you. Shame on you for teaching such things like that to people who need Jesus, who need hope, who need strength, who need something that's real and not fake. Shame on you. Your leadership don't sit you down. Maybe your congregation should should, uh, shut you down. You know, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose a wink of sleep tonight, worrying about what somebody thinks or says, worrying about whether they got mm-hmm. something to say about what you're saying. You have a. You have the right and the freedom to speak truth, man. And you're speaking it tonight. Just keep mm-hmm. being you. Keep speaking truth. Keep standing for what's right, and God will honor it, man. You know. And I don't know what kind of game that woman's playing. I don't know, but I know this. I know Satan can get in the church, and it sounds like he's already there. 
That's why the Bible says any punishment on the teacher is going to be power to lead people astray. So all we can do yeah. is pray. All we can do is pray that only hears God that they don't give the devil a, devil a foothold on their heart. I mean, I, I mean, my, my advice to you, Sean, is I would be real careful who I sit up under, man. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. You know, whatever you're sitting there listening to, that's going to end up being what you get, man. I'd be real careful who I, who I choose to listen to, man. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I just think the biggest thing they're trying to do is, uh, especially just in leadership, like with the pastors, is just be open-minded and realize who you're talking to. Like, everybody's different in your congregation. So I really think my teacher was trying to teach me that. Like, everybody's different. So you just got to make sure you're very weary of that. But, I mean, yeah. It's the same thing that's been going on for thousands of years, man. I mean, Every church in America ever since the world ever existed, especially in the Old Te- and the New Testament, you know, when people had, you know, in in the New Testament church, I mean, we didn't step on, we didn't, we didn't worry about who got offended. We didn't worry about it. It was one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Lord, one one truth above all and in all and through all. There's one truth, man, and we either believe it or we don't. We either stand for it or we don't. And, and let me tell you this: when you start standing for real truth, people are gonna hate you, man. They're going to hate you. They're not going to like your message. They're not going to listen to your show. They're not going to they're not going to support you. They're not going to send you financial help to be able to stay on the air. They're not going to do it, man. Because people lo- love the comfort of sin. They love it. They love it. And you know, I would just encourage you to just stand up and say I, I refuse to call him that because that's not who he is and that's not who he is certainly not who he is to me or my family. My family's going to walk in victory and we're going to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and we're going to walk in the blessings of heaven that heaven said that I'm allowed to have as a resident of earth right now. And I'm not taking nothing less. And you can't give me that garbage that's going to that make me go astray from what I know is mine. And sometimes it takes tenacity. It takes boldness. It takes, you know, strength to be able to stand up and say, I'm not I'm not buying off into that. I don't care if you are a bishop. You were made a bishop by some man. You certainly weren't made a bishop by God. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, listen, it's going to come down to that. You know, as we get closer to God wrapping this thing up, I mean, it may or may not happen in our lifetime. But yeah. the closer we get, the more bolder you're going to have to be and the more stronger you're going to have to be because they may come to your house one day and just say, hey, we're arresting you because you believe in Jesus. If you renounce him, mm. we'll let you live. What are you going to do? Are you going to let them murder you mm. right there in your front yard because mm. of your faith? Are you really going to stand there and say, I, I'm not going to re- – I, I would really, really question myself and say, where do I really mm-hmm. truly stand? Because you will never know until it truly happens, mm-hmm. and it will happen. Yeah, rub it in, it's coming, baby. It's coming. You know, mm. you can either choose to uh, submit yourself to the establishment or you can choose to be true to God. And whatever mm. happens in that in that moment, man, you know, I, and by the way, not a single apostle or disciple of Jesus Christ made it out alive. Well, I feel like preaching right now. Did, did none of them make it out, man? All of them suffered. All of them died for the gospel. Are you willing to? 
Mm. Are you truly are you truly standing on the promises? Do you really believe what you're saying? I mean, that's the world that we're facing to face, man. And over and over, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know it's very high of the world right now. Doesn't matter where you go, they will murder you if you say you're a Christian. There's countries right now that they can be murdered if they say they're not a Christian. I wasn't even on Facebook five seconds trying to establish an account and they shut me right down. You know, mm. whatever the reason was, I know what the reason was because I had a huge following at one time. People started chiming in on it and they got nervous and shut me down. I can't even get in my church account. Can't even get on my personal account that I created. You know, when you start doing things like that and you start having great opposition because you stand up for what's right, you know, I can't even really believe that we're even having this conversation about Mother God. I mean, it, it's so sickening that I can't even really like I'm, I'm like speechless about it. It's like, what is, you know, but at the same time, I can I can dialogue about it because it really comes down to that. We see the scriptures of the end times of Jesus Christ fixing to return back to earth. We see a fulfillment right now. We see it happening every day. Every day we get closer. He said, no man knows the day or the hour. I'm telling you, we're on the threshold, man. And we're on the mm -hmm. threshold of of the government and the people in authority, man, saying, hey, choose up who you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Either on his side or our side. And I want to know, what side are you on, man? Yeah. They come up and put a gun mm -hmm. in your face. Are you going, Are you truly so committed, so submitted? And so sold out that you're going to give your life. I mean, I, I would just like to know. The truth mm -hmm. is, you don't know. You have no clue. You can say you will. You can say I'm all in. But until the moment happens, you have no clue. You have no mm -hmm. clue. Jesus faced that same scenario when he gave his life up for us. And mm -hmm. this right here is just one more. It's one more thing on the threshold of of a line being drawn in the sand, Sean. Yeah. Brother, I would just encourage you to say, man, you know, you got to, I, I got out of my denomination. I will never be a part of them again. I want nothing to do with them. They've never once come back and said, mm -hmm. hey, man, we're sorry for whatever. But you know what? I don't let that bleed off on what I'm doing on it with everybody else. I don't mm -hmm. let that bleed off. It is what it is, and I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. But, you know, but don't sit there and let that stuff bleed off on everybody else. You know, yeah, stand strong to what you believe in, man, and stand true to that and, and be bold about it. It doesn't matter. Listen, <laughs> they're going to kick you out of the church, brother. They're going to because you don't believe you don't stand for the so you don't stand for the watered down gospel of garbage. When you start standing up for man is the head, why, you know, why, you know, wife is the support. When you start standing up for the, the rights of your family, when you start standing up for holiness and righteousness, they're going to persecute you, man. And they're going to kick you out because they want to justify their sin and they want to justify their garbage and their agendas. And that's the destruction of the gospel. Mm. And they can't even see it, man. They think they're doing the work of God and they are so deceived. They think they're doing the work of God, but they're really not, man. And they can't even see it. And the bad part is the leadership that's over her can't even see it because they're letting her do it. What a shame. What a shame. Because we're all going to have to give account on that day of judgment. Mm. Justin, did you have anything?
Well said, Terry. I like that. All right, yeah. Did you have anything else, Justin? Are you good? Man, no, I think I think we got it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and end the video, guys. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I don't, you know, this it's just a lot with this, man. So if they, I hope everybody's point that they got they took away from this is don't don't make the word into something that's not. Yeah. Whatever the word well, says, guess. that's it. Like it's settled. So you we can't make God into something he's not. Like what it says mm. about the Bible, we, we gotta take the Bible for what it says and leave it at that. <laughs> Just leave it at that. And if God tells you mm. something else, he's not gonna tell you nothing else. It wasn't God. It's not the spirit will never tell you something that's contrary to what the word of God says, because it's his word, it's him, it's his message. It's like you hearing it from him, right? So, and that was the whole point. Like, uh, one thing yeah. they're trying to teach me is, uh, teach me is, uh, which is a great, that's another video. Uh, they're trying to say that, you know, the Bible is written by man. So it's really opinionated because it's a man's opinion, kind of, just because a man wrote it. Even though they're, you know, it's, the scripture is inspired by God and God put it on their heart to write it and all that stuff. But like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a man. So like in that culture, men, are higher, higher elevated and everything. So obviously they would be like, God's a man. So that's really where some people are coming from with the mother God thing. But I mean, guys, you already know the truth, man. So <laughs> we already talked about it, but all right, guys, so make sure to uh, subscribe to all of our YouTube channels. You know, you got my YouTube channel right here. Upload past crossroads, like, comment, share. Uh, if you got any video ideas, you can uh, DM me on any of my social media platforms. Here goes my other social media platforms right here. And then also subscribe, like, comment, and share all of Justin's videos as well. And then same thing for Terry. This is YouTube channel, so make sure you like and comment. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And I pray that everybody has a great and stupendous and fantastic rest of your day. All right, peace out. Y'all stay blessed.